What is good, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast, man. Back at it again today, Monday, January 20th. I want to wish all you guys a nice, fresh, new start, new week. Do not look at Mondays as just another day, as another start to your week, but look at it as a refresher, a new week to get better, to be a better you. Again, keep striving for greatness. Keep being you. Do not play with your own potential because you can be great and you will be great if you put your mind to it and put in the hard work and dedication that you have. Um, Continue to think positively. Don't give up. Keep going. Bad things happen, but you just got to keep it pushing, man. That's my motto is always keep it pushing because no matter what you're in, no matter if you're in a good state, in a bad state, never stop. Just keep going because you can always take it to better places. You can always get to better places and you can always be a better you at the end of the day. And every day, just get 1% better. That's always been my goal. It's one of my main things I try and work on is always trying to focus on being 1% better. Also, today is Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And man, as an African-American myself, I can't even begin to describe what Martin Luther King means to me. Um, it's crazy because I'm actually reading a book right now, some conspiracies and stuff, and I, I just happen, so happened to read uh, something on Martin Luther King about his death and stuff. But Martin Luther King, man, whew, he served He served for everything. He served for minorities. He served for uh, injustices, um, you know, peaceful protests, the women's rights, women's equal pay, whatever. He was against everything that America was putting out in that at the time, and if they were wrong, if he felt they were wrong, he was going to say something about it. And we have to give him, I'm glad we give him a day every year, but I thought he deserves more than that because just even though, you know, America's not where it needs to be and we still have a long way to go for us to get to the America that he imagined in his head, he was the spark plug and he started an entire movement. He did so much and it's just, honestly, we got to give him him, his wife, Coretta Scott King, his children that still live on his memory today. A lot of the people that still walk in his memory today. So shout out to Martin Luther King, man. One of the most honorable people that's ever walked this earth. I, I'm, you know, it sucks. I've never got a chance to meet him, but I, you know, he died years before I was born, but he's just, he's, I can't even call him a legend because he's so much more than that. He's an icon. Um, he's a game changer. So shout out to Martin Luther King, man. So that's all I got to say about that. As always, rest in peace to him, too. With that being said, though, of course, we are here to talk about some hoops. So today I woke up thinking, okay, what am I going to talk about on the podcast today? And I decided I had to give some love and show some love to the West Coast, especially when it comes to college basketball, because the West Coast does not get enough credit for the basketball that we put out, for the hoopers that we put out, the type of players that we or the type of players that we put out, the teams that we put out. Um, and I know, you know, we haven't had much success when it comes to college basketball. Um, when, you know, like USC, UCLA haven't been good in the past few years, but, you know, Gonzaga's always going to be good. But the team that I'm going to talk about today is none other than the only undefeated team left in all the college hoops, and that is the 19-0 San Diego State Aztecs. Now, it's funny because I actually have a lot of friends. I have a couple friends that go and attend San Diego State right now. They've been telling me, like, you need to talk about our school because we're hooping right now. We're one of the best teams in the nation, and they are, and they are legit final four contender like I truly believe that like this team after watching them a couple of games I watched them play versus uh Fresno State I watched them play a couple other games but they are the absolute truth there is no doubt in my mind this team can really make a final four and they are putting on so before I get into the actual roster I gotta talk about their head coach Ryan Dutcher um he's been there for a few seasons now um he's now in his third season this year 
you actually replaced Coach Steve Fisher, where Brian Dutcher was actually an assistant coach for a long time at San Diego State, and we all know who Steve Fisher is. If you don't know who Steve Fisher is, he was the head coach of the Fab Five, Jalen Rose, Jimmy King, you know, all those guys, Chris Weber, all them guys, Jawan Howard. Um, and he so he was a coach at Michigan. Um, he did that, and he was at San, Di- San Diego State. He recently retired a few years back, and – Brian Dutcher took over, and ever since then, he's done a pretty good job. 2015 was the first year he took over, I believe, and he got he won a uh, Mountain West champ that year, and he got them to their first NCAA tournament in a minute. And so he's done a phenomenal job ever since. And with this roster that he has, we're about to get into the roster in a second, but with this entire team that he has, they are playing phenomenal basketball, and they have some really good wins. They have wins over a good BYU team, a good BYU team. Grand Canyon, Coach Marley's team is a really good group. Creighton, Creighton's a solid team in the Big East. Iowa, Iowa's a really good team in the Big Ten. They probably have a, a candidate for player of the year in Luka Garza. They beat Utah, the same Utah team that beat Kentucky. And they beat Utah State in the Mountain West Conference. Sam Merrill, they got a really good team at Utah State. So they have a lot of good wins. Trust me, this team is legit. And again, they are currently 19-0. But the roster, so they probably play about eight they probably go to an eight-man deep lineup, but there is six players in particular that really stand out to me when I watch their games. The first one is their star player. He goes by the name of Malachi Flynn. Now, Malachi Flynn, six-one point guard. He's originally from Tacoma, Washington. Um, he's currently a junior right now, but, man, it's funny because I actually heard of this dude. When I first watched San Diego State this, this season, I actually remember hearing the name Malachi Flynn, but I couldn't remember exactly where I heard it from. And I looked back, I went on YouTube and searched his name up. Two years ago, he was actually a true freshman at Washington State up in Pullman, Washington, in his home state. And he was their best player. And I I remember him. But the only difference was he actually had longer hair back then. He chopped off his hair, so he has a buzz cut now. He's still a redhead. but So so I remembered his name, but I just couldn't remember exactly where I knew him from. And so now he's at San Diego State. And honestly, he he should be. I don't know if he is, but he should be a legit national player of the year candidate and i'm gonna tell you why currently right now he's averaging 16.5 points per game which is not easy to do 3.6 rebounds per game and almost five assists per game and when i tell you this guy is the absolute truth like he his crossover is nasty his handle is crucial his jumper is silk milk whatever you want to call it is is butter um, he can get anywhere he wants to. Again, his handle's crazy. His floater game is ridiculous. His in-between game, he's just a pure scorer. I remember at, when he was at Washington State his, his freshman year, he was pretty much just an all-around shooter. But now he can really get, you know, break down any defender. There's no defense that's really good enough for him. Anytime a defender beats him, he has a counter for it. Like, he's that type of dude that, as a coach, when the shot clock is running down, you put the ball in his hands and you just let him go to work. And that's exactly what San Diego State has let him do. And Malachi Flynn, man, he is the truth. And I truly mean that. Like, he deserves a lot more respect. He is not only one of the best guards on the West Coast, he's one of the best guards in the entire country right now. And there's no cap about that. Like, he is the truth. I am a big fan. Again, Malachi Flynn, and he's only a junior. So, I don't know. It's a. It could be a chance that he enters the league after this year, but... Is, is a probably a higher percentage of a chance that he returns for his senior year. Regardless what he's doing right now, he's balling, and he's balling out of control, and he will be in the NBA sooner rather than later. Trust me when I say that. So that's their star player. I'm going to go down the starters first, and I'm going to talk about a couple of their key rotation players. So that's the star player. Their second best player, and probably 
one of their yeah another one of their most important players is actually a guy that I know. He's from the Inland Empire. He goes by the name of Matt Mitchell. Matt Mitchell. He's currently a junior. He's six six. Um, he's originally from Riverside, California, which is just by my hometown of Rancho Cucamonga. He went to Ella or Theodore Roosevelt High School in Corona. So played alongside Jamal Baker, who ended up playing there too, and then went to Kentucky, and now he's at Arizona. Matt Mitchell, though, man, right now he's currently averaging eleven. 0.1 points per game, five rebounds per game, and 1.4 assists per game. But his game is different. Why do I say that? Because he's literally built like LeBron. I won't say that he is LeBron, but he's built like that. Like he's built like a tank. He has a big upper body, like I mean lower body too. But just he's strong, broad shoulders. He can get to anywhere he wants when, he, especially when he's getting downhill and trying to get to the rack. Really nice jumper, a, a jumper that he's really worked on and improved his entire life. Because I've, again, I've known him for a minute. Like, I've seen him play since all the way back when he was in high school and almost, I think, middle school, too, matter of fact. But he's really gotten better. His three point shot has come a long way since he's been at San Diego State. He's just a really, really good player. And he is, I said it, I just dropped a blog on Nuts and Bolts Sports and I had San Diego State as a top 10 team. And he's really the Robin to Malachi Flynn's Batman. Like, he's really that piece, and he is a crucial and vital part of the San Diego State Aztecs team. So that's Matt Mitchum. Another player that's important is actually, he's actually from Long Beach, or he's from Carson, California. He went to Long Beach Poly High School, though, the infamous Long Beach Poly High School. He's currently a senior right now. Goes by the name of K.J. Fagan. Now, K.J. Fagan, I believe, is a grad transfer. He played a few years at Santa Clara up north um, in Northern California. Right now, he's only averaging 7.9 points per game, 3.2 rebounds per game, and 3.1 assists per game. But do not let those stats fool you. His production on the court is much more valuable than any stats that I could ever show you. And forgetting the stat, or going back to stats, actually, they played Boise State, I believe, a week or two ago. He had 23 points in that game. So he can really score whenever he wants. And I always say, if you guys listen to this podcast enough, when it comes to college basketball, I always say this. Experience is the most important thing. And that's why I think San Diego State can legitimately reach a Final Four. But K.J. Fagan, man, is the truth. He's a point guard just like Malachi Flynn. But luckily, Brian Ditcher starts two point guards in K.J. Fagan and Malachi Flynn. So you can start both of them, and they both play really well. And they can handle the ball. And when you start two point guards, it really makes the possibilities endless for your offense. And that's exactly what San Diego State has in these two guards. But K.J. Fagan, an experienced guard, he can shoot the ball pretty well. Handle is there, obviously. He gets to the rack. Really, really good passer. And the best thing about him is not only is he a hustle player, but he plays really, really good defense. He's that type of player that you can have as your coach. You can tell him to just go guard the other team's best player, and he's going to give them fits. Like, even if the other team's best player does say, you know, score 20 points, it's going to be a hard 20 points because KJ Fagan is going to make you work for each and every one of those buckets. But he gets in the passing lane. He gets steals. He gets the 50-50 balls. He's just an all-around really good player. And most importantly, he runs San Diego State's offense, and he does it to a really good tee. So you got to give him credit for that. KJ Fagan is a really good point guard. And playing alongside Malachi Flynn, they make each other's lives very easier for each other. So that's a good thing, too. Um, And again, he just dropped 23 points versus Boise State. So he can really score whenever he wants to. But San Diego State mostly needs him to be that true point guard alongside Malachi Flynn and Matt Mitchell, who are scores. The fourth starter is actually a dude that I probably know the best out of all these guys is Jordan Shackle. Now, Jordan Shackle, originally from Torrance, California, which is kind of like south of LA, or south of L.A., um, went to Bishop Montgomery High School where he played alongside Ethan Thompson, who currently goes to Oregon State now. But Jordan Shackle, so Jordan Shackle is pretty much 
the best three-point shooter on this team. He's probably the best knockdown shooter on this team alongside Malachi Flynn and Matt Mitchell. Like, I truly think, like, he is always been a sniper. Even in high school, I watched him uh, plenty of times. I watched him play Chino Hills in the uh, CIF championship game. I watched him play in a few big-time games, and he's always just been a sniper. He's 6'6", um, and just a, a pure bucket. Like, anytime you know, San Diego State is, is not hitting shots, you can always count on Jordan Shackle to get you that bucket from the three-point line because he is just a, a sniper, like an all-around sniper. He's, he's gotten a little bit better when it comes to his in-between game and getting to the rack, but for the most part, he is the team's best three-point shooter for a fact. Like, he's, he's like that. He is a sniper, and so he's an important player on this team too. The X factor for this team, to me, just so happens to be their center. And now he goes by the name of Yanni Wetzel. He's 6'10". He's originally from New Zealand, but he came over here. Originally went to uh, Baylor. I mean, excuse me, not Baylor. Excuse me. He went to Vanderbilt, played under Coach Drew before Coach Drew got fired. Now they have Jerry Stackhouse. But he was at Vanderbilt. He made his way all the way over to San Diego State across the country from Nashville, Tennessee. And now he's an Aztec. And he's, again, I think he is their X factor. And I'm going to tell you guys why. He's not the best shooter, and there's nothing wrong with that. He's 6'10". He's a center. He doesn't need to be shooting the ball like that. But he rebounds hard. He runs the floor hard. He blocks shots. He gets the ball in the post and can do whatever he wants with his left or right hand. He has a variety of moves. He's a really, really good passer, and he's just an extremely versatile player. And I always say overseas players is something about them that their skills are always refined, and they just they just have a little bit of an edge over United States players. Like, you go back, and I'm not saying, you know, Yanni Wetzel is these type of players, but I'm just saying you look at Manu Ginobili. You look at Luka Doncic currently right now tearing up the NBA. You look at Dirk Nowitzki when he was in the NBA. Overseas players just always have a lot of skill that you just you can't really you can teach it, but it takes time to learn. And Yanni Wetzel has that. You look at Joe Ingles for the Utah Jazz. He's not athletic, but he hits threes. He plays smart and he can play defense. So you just have to take all that into account. Yanni Wetzel, man, again, he's just a, a, a super smart player. Like he does all the things that he needs to do. And he's a star in his role, and he does not complain. When He, you, he plays alongside so many different bucket getters, but he gets his. He plays smart. He plays hard. Again, runs the floor hard. He rebounds hard. He has an excellent post game. He doesn't really force shots like that. Like He is an extremely valuable player to this team, and I swear – he is the most important player to this team. Like I think, I don't think this team will function the same without Yanni Wetzel. And that's not discrediting the other players, but I'm just saying Yanni Wetzel is that dude that really helps San Diego State go on both sides of the ball, offensively and defensively. And he is that important player. So that's him. The last player I'm gonna talk about, the sixth man, goes by the name of Trey Pulliam. He is a six-three junior. He's a transfer, Juco transfer, from Navarro College down in Texas, where he's originally from. He's from Bryan, Texas. This dude is special, and I'm going to tell you why. Like Yanni Wetzel, San Diego State doesn't rely on um, Trey Pulliam to score the rock, but his assist-to-turnover ratio is crazy. Like, he rarely turns the ball over. Like, he is a dimer. Like, he knows how to just find the craziest types of passes. His passing ability is second to none. And he's a really good defender, too. 6'3", long arms, lanky, quick on his feet, lateral speed, really good, good bounce, good explosiveness, really nice floater game, even though, you know, again, they don't call on him to score a lot of buckets, but Trey Pulliam is legit. He is a very, very valuable backup point guard, especially, of course, when they take either KJ Fagan or Malachi Flint out the game. He's going to come in and he's going to really distribute the rock. He's going to make sure everybody gets their right shots. 
Trey Pulliam is the ultimate floor general, and he is another very, very valuable player to this team. And that is San Diego State, man. Like, this team is legit. Again, they're currently 19-0 with some really, really good wins over some really, really good teams throughout the country. They are legit. Like, I do not see them. I mean, it's a chance that they can lose. I don't I don't really see them going all the way undefeated until March, but I'm not hating on them or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, they are a really good team regardless. If the season ended today, they'd probably be a top three seed in the NCAA tournament. That's how good they are. Like, top two, maybe. Like, that's how good they are. Like, I think people aren't really paying attention to them because of San Diego State. They don't play in a Power 5, quote-unquote, Power 5 conference. But put respect on the Mountain West Conference. There is some good teams in the Mountain West, and San Diego State is the cream of the crop, and they are legit. Coach Dutcher is doing a really phenomenal job with this team. He has them rolling. They host Wyoming tomorrow. I expect them to get that win. The only team in the Mountain West that I do actually see beating them, that I can actually picture see beating San Diego State is probably New Mexico. But even though New Mexico has had some off-the-court issues, so I don't know, but you know, right now they're rolling. You got to give them credit for that. Again, they're the only undefeated team left in college basketball, and they deserve a lot more respect than they're getting. San Diego State is the absolute real deal. So that is that. Moving on, though, into some recruitment. Haven't done a little bit of recruitment in a while. So four-star point guard Jalen Terry, six-foot point guard, originally from Flint, Michigan, currently goes to Flint Beecher High School. Shout out to the A10. Played on the Nike EYBL circuit with the family, the EYBL affiliate based out of Michigan, where he averaged 17.4 points per game, shooting 43% from the field, 5.6 assists per game, 4.6 rebounds per game, and he was top five in steals with 2.1 steals per game. Now, Jalen Terry is a bouncy, again, he's only six feet, but he is bouncy as I don't know what. He lives above the rim. He is an athletic finisher. He has a Derrick Rose type finishing when it comes to getting into the paint and getting next to the rim. He's explosive as I don't know what. His jump shot is really, really coming along. It looks much better than when I first actually seen or started to see him playing. He has really good range. He's turning into an all-around pure point guard. So he likes he makes a lot of really good reads. And again, he is short. But what he lacks in height, he makes up with grit and toughness. And on the defensive end, again, top five is steals on the EYBL. Very, very gritty. And he just plays the ball really good. But, man, Jalen Terry. So, I actually know Jalen Terry because he was actually committed to my Michigan State Spartans. He committed back in April last year. That And actually, he committed on the week that we were headed to the Final Four to play Texas Tech, where we eventually lost. He committed on that same week. I believe it was like April 4th that he committed to Michigan State. So I actually paid a lot of close attention to him throughout the entire summer on the EYBL playing with the family. So I watched him a lot, and he just really was steadily improving every single game. And so then October comes around. We end up recruiting another guard, and A.J. Hogard. He commits to Michigan State, and Jalen Terry decommits, and then he opens up his recruitment. And then a couple months later, he announces that he's down to a final three schools in Louisville, Oregon, in LSU. And so he ended up visiting every single one of those schools in LSU, Oregon, and Louisville. And then Friday, which was the 17th of January, he ended up announcing his commitment to Dana Altman and the Oregon Ducks. Really, really good pickup. Um, Jalen actually visited Oregon on the weekend of December 6th through the 8th. And I guess, you know, what I actually heard was that he was he he was headed to plan or he was planning to head to Louisville. And he, then he took the visit to Oregon It changed, you know, he changed what he thought and, you know, he loved the campus. He loved the school and he decided to go to Oregon. And I do not blame him for that. I've never been to Eugene, Oregon. I've never been to Flint, Michigan. I can tell you right now, they are two very, very different places. And I do not, um, or I won't say that, but I'm saying, um, 
Oregon's campus in general is just a beautiful thing. It's a Nike school. They got all the Nike gear. They got all the top Nike gear, all the brand new Nike gear. It's hard to turn that down. People love going to Oregon, man. It's a school like that. But I honestly think it's a really good fit for him because you look at Oregon right now, Peyton Pritchard is a top five point guard in all the college basketball. I know you guys just seen him hit that game-winning shot versus Washington this past weekend. Dana Allman does a really good job when it comes to coaching um, point guards. Um, even though, you know, right now, Jalen Terry is the only commit on or for Oregon right now in the 2020 class. They might get a, another player or two, but Oregon has a really good team right now. I think, again, they'll, they'll probably end up recruiting another player. I don't think it'll be a point guard, but I do think it'll probably be like a, a forward or even another big man. And he's going to be headed to a really good program. They got Infali Dante. They got Will Richardson. Again, Peyton Pritchard is a senior, so it's going to be minutes opening up for him next year as a point guard. He's just got to go and earn his spot. And so really good pickup for the Ducks. Dana Allman went all the way across the country to Michigan to pick up his point guard of the future. And he's going to be a really good pickup for the Ducks in the in the coming years. Best believe that Oregon Duck fans, you guys should be excited for this kid. He is fun. He's athletic. He's going to be really, really fun to watch in transition. The Pac-12 is his. Is going to be you got, you got to watch out for him. That's all I'm going to say. If you're a fan of the Pac-12 basketball and not Oregon, trust me, Jalen Terry is going to be a name that you might not like in the future because he's just that good. Dana Allman is going to really develop his game. And I'm pretty sure it's a good chance, it's a very good chance that he will end up playing in the NBA one day. And that is Jalen Terry. But with that being said, as always, shout out to Nuts and Bolts Sports. Go check out my top 10 college hoops teams. I just dropped that on Nuts and Bolts Sports College Basketball Blog. Go check that out for me. Let me know how you guys feel about that. As always, go check out their other bloggers. They have a lot of really other great bloggers, phenomenal bloggers when it comes to any type of sports from Conor McGregor's fight this past weekend to basketball in general to the NBA to the WNBA, whatever, fitness, wrestling, whatever. Nuts and Bolts Sports has everything also, go check out their podcast network. I'm featured on their podcast network, but they have a lot of other great content creators on their podcast network. But as always, this has been another episode of the Kevo Bands Hoops Podcast. I appreciate you guys if you made it this far. Please like, comment, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And as always, if you listen to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, please leave a rate and review. That is how we share and expand the podcast. You guys have a great, lovely start to your week. I will talk to you guys soon. As always, Peace, love, and blessings gone.